Hello and welcome to a pair of Dice Loss podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be your storyteller and editor for this episode. This game you're listening to is a collaborative effort between us here at A Pair of Dice Lost, the crew of Sponsored by Nobody, and Holden Shear. You can find the At the Table full session experience at sponsoredbynobody.podbean.com and the newest version of Exalted vs. World of Darkness can be found at holdenshear.wordpress.com. Links as always will be in the show notes. On this episode, the atrocity may have more pressing personal issues to deal with, but not until End of Sadness tells the London Camarilla where they can shove it. This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, City of the Bull God, Season 2, Episode 34, A Better Solution. Rendon as the Storyteller Peter as Sir Rigel Starl, the Celestial Censor as Solar Twilight. Devin as End of Sadness, of the Infernal Exalted. Holden as Layla Kurtz. Infernal Exalted. Sam as Rowan Egatimian. All right, gang. So, uh, give me the quick rundown on uh, all the important bits that happened last time. Do you want me to just jump right in and start rambling, or does someone else want to do it? I can never tell if people like volunteering for this. Particularly like volunteering. <laughs> Last session, we had to do two things. One of those things was survive a siege of the underworld by a bunch of assholes trying to ruin the free religious society existing underneath for people in need. And the other thing was Layla Church giving a bit of her backstory and a bit of problems she's having. While Rigel shows off that we preemptively, intrusively started to prep to resolve any tragedies in Layla's life, uh, but didn't want to get her hopes up. And then we revealed those plans to Layla. And now Layla knows that we might be able to fix Make wrongs, make right something that went wrong. Um, so then there was uh, Nega Rowan and uh, oh the, shit, right? And struggling for loco addiction. God damn, I forgot all about that first bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we went and had to deal with Owl first because Owl was a big mess. And then there's a Shadow Nega Rowan because uh, Prime, uh, Prime Rowan had a limit break issue. Negaroan seemed, I don't know, fine, bad. The situation was more complex than End of Sadness was really able to engage with, so they just kind of waited for someone to intimate that they should start murdering one of the Rowans, and no one did. So, you know what? Probably uh, probably a wash, you know? Pro- things are probably fine. We don't have to worry about that. Uh, did we threaten Owl to get clean or else or something, or did we, like... We wished him. We gave him a wish. Yeah, gave him yeah a wish, I own him yeah. now. Right, right, right. right. You, you let him wish his way out of the hangover, and then I uh, oath-bound him to give up for Loco. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. Uh, yeah. I think, I think, that, I think. yeah, we did that. We did those things to those people. Yeah, speaking of uh, oath and... and uh... Oh, right. Yeah, so so then we, we Rigel had to step on in and effortlessly solve the siege problem in about three seconds with his un with his unholy cosmic power. Uh, and now we're waiting for the Baroness of London to come on in for a student teacher meeting to discuss her grades as Baroness. So uh, I believe that you guys had stopped with uh <laughs> Any of the important vampires basically getting uh, time locked and yeah. putting a putting a little pen sized jail for Rigel to just hold on to, which Endosadness doesn't know about. I don't think I know you uh, turned them into Mighty Max and Polly Pocket. No, come on, really quick. Yeah, it looked like you sort of vaporized them. Yeah, Endosadness is just like. It's happened five minutes ago, so they're not using any sort of deduction here or anything. It's like, yep, they're gone. They crossed Rigel once, and they no longer get to exist. And now we can finally live with ourselves. Rigel froze yeah. time, and they've lived out of existence. Yeah, from our perspective, Rigel stood there in the Gamma Cave, seeing the siege happen, took a breath, and then Rigel was back, and there was blood everywhere. There were approximately 300 participants in the combat, I've been told, and they were all turned to slurry. Uh, there, there's quite a lot of dead here. Yeah, we haven't started the cleanup yet because we're waiting for the Baroness to walk on through. <laughs> that would be an opening statement. She's going to come here. Uh, we put out a broadcast through all of Greater London on every speaker that exists, uh, telling her she should probably come down here for a meeting. And it's only 9 p.m., so she has time. <laughs> Question for you then, uh, End of Sadness. How... When the, you put out, like, your flyers and everything, is, like, your personal cell phone number or, like, a business number somewhere on there? 
if someone was looking to get into contact with the cult of Typhon, there's enough free-minded machines and people observing things and enough like Google analytic intelligent robots that will make the connection happen. Yes, my okay. Might be a problem because now we're going to have the entire Metropolitan Police Force down here in about 20 minutes. Uh, how would they be doing that? Why would you say that? What would cause that to happen? Just broadcast. You did oh. just broadcast onto everything. How would that translate to the Metropolitan Police Force coming down to the Gamma Cave? I'm missing this connection. Because Vampire runs the pigs. Okay, well, Actually, that I'm means like that would mean said anything. I that you said anything about the cult of Python during that broadcast. I mean, I said the Baroness's name, told her she just declared war on us, I think, or whatever, and said to report to, the, quote unquote, the Gamma Cave or whatever. But okay, so but it, it's if, the enough- Metropo- if, if the vampires send the pigs to us, that means the vampires have chosen war. And I'm OK with that response. That's a response I can understand and react to appropriately. If the cops just gain here all willy nilly that we have things in place to stop that. I'm just so saying, like, if yeah, if Gamma Cave like returns anything useful from Google, we may have, we may have a problem here. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm a machine demon prince. It doesn't. Fair enough. You probably I think you've bought enough dots and, and yes. uh, dragon nest security to say make that statement. Yeah. Plus the charm so, collection um, and stuff and all that. Yeah. After uh after about three or four minutes. Uh, a phone call is essentially directed to you. I think at some point, uh, now that the chaos and, uh, confusion is over, Whispers is probably, uh, checking on people and might have, uh, sent, like, uh, a runner to, like, hand you, like, uh, like a yeah. cell phone or something. I will ta- I will, I will gingerly take the phone from them and give them, like, a pat on the head, like, ruffle their hair or whatever, and be like, and just put the phone to my ear, speak to me. Oh, hello. Uh, is this uh, the is this end of sadness? It is. Ah, uh, pleasure to do pleasure to speak with you. I'm uh, Pleasance, one of the uh, one of the ladies that you met at uh, at Elysium the other week. Uh, so we ju- Queen Anne just got your broadcast. Um, what's happened? Well, let me look at my numbers here. Three hundred vampires invaded the base and we killed them all. We would like to talk to the Baroness about this. We lost some of our members. Please have her show up sooner than later. Oh. Do you know about any underground vampires that look like monster people? They're all dead. Do you know about any vampires that are wizards? We killed a lot of them. Please have the Baroness show up to explain why it looks like she sent an army after us. Because I'm assuming this isn't intentional, but you know what they say about assumptions. They often end poorly for whoever's downhill. Ah, yes. Well, I will make sure to do that. Is there anyone else that you would like in uh, her entourage to come with? Yes. uh, Send that riot girl vampire, the punk. Uh, The... They go around there. What? what, Say that again. Uh, The the anarch leader, Miss Dickman? Is that that who we're talking about? Mm -hmm. GM? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, sure thing. I'll I'll do my best to get in contact with her and get her working with uh, Queen Anne. Goody. Uh, then it sounds like, uh, what is the status of any of the other, uh, d- are the rest of the kindred down with you dead? Or d- do you have any prisoners? Should we bring our negotiators as well? Um, Rigel, just out of curiosity, when you annihilated them, were there any survivors? They're asking Ooh, about just, negotiating prisoner releases. Right, just thinking about the other any Xavier that he has here. Like, oh no, there were survivors. There's like a werewolf, but I don't think they're affiliated. I've been told to tell you not to worry about that at this juncture. Oh well, fi- fine by me then. Uh, we'll be down in just a little bit. Good, good. You won't be. You won't miss it. We'll have some people to usher you in through your entrance. Ah, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, I suppose that we'll grab a bite to eat on the way so that uh, she's not in a bad mood. Andersas just disconnects the call. There'll be Fomori, like the ones that can't go out in public, waiting near like the entrance to guide them through the devastation and the bloodshed all the way up to the Gamma Cave. 
making sure that they see all the devastation yeah. and bloodshed. Oh yeah, and all the monitors that survive, they are playing the attack, like what happened to the vampires on loop. With like photo, like AI upscaled images of individual faces being brought up with dead going over their face. Like this is a <laughs> fucking uh, documentary. Deceased. Like some... Deceased. Yeah. Like this is God King Kong versus Godzilla, where it's showing all their kill counts. So end of sadness will just end of sadness. As soon as that call is over, I'm just going to go back to fixing my people. There are people that have like concussions and brain injuries and like shock from C4 going off and whatever the attack happened. So they're just, and most of these people have their wishes granted. So I'm just making Fomori now. Hooray! I've gotten you to use the Fomori charms. Yeah. So if you care what it looks like, it's just end of sadness grabbing pre-built like cybernetics. Like when we talked to um, the woman who wanted her arm back. Um, but I'm just pulling those things and pulling them apart and adding bits in, taking out perfectly servable parts just, and putting new stuff in too, because that's just how it works. You don't get to choose what kind of bacamono you get, so I imagine it's more art than science for what gets replaced and what doesn't. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, and I was just going to a little fussy kind of like ritualistic fugue state and just start fixing people until the vampires show up. Here's the main question then, I guess. Do we want to do, do you guys go and do your time heist between waiting for the vampires or do you guys wait for the vampires to do that? I, I would love to get a little bit of time just to wrap this up and then we can go on the time heist. Okay, because I will let you know that they are going to take about an hour or so to uh, get there because they are getting together a small coterie of vampires. Yeah, and I independently contacted the An uh, Anarch Vampire and sent her a message saying, hey, the main vampires in town kind of fucked up really big and I have an opportunity for you. You should do everything in your power to get here before them. With, a, with like a bracket saying, this is a power play type scenario. Within 15 minutes... uh and, like, basically getting off the phone with Pleasance, uh, like, basically, uh, Anner shows up. Uh, she is, as before, kind of the, uh, just kind of a big beefy lady. Yeah, uh, she can go and hang out somewhere in the Gamma Cave, and it's going to keep working on their worshippers until they ha run out of people to fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she, uh, if it's okay with you, uh, they'll either stay on the outside or not, but she does show up with her two followers, the, the Gangrel and the, uh, the, the, the Nosferatu who, like, hangs out Excellent. with her. They're, they're given a place to hang out that will mean when, when the rest of the vampires get here, they'll see that they're not the first ones here, that they showed up second. Gosh, they're really late. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's all my prep work. They just kind of, like, hang out and, like, look and just kind of, like... I'm going to be honest, like, uh, <laughs> Anner is just kind of like watching and it's just like, yeah, okay, this is, this is weird. Uh, but, and the other two are just kind of like off on the side being kind of like the people in the corner being like, I don't know what to do. I think we got ourselves into something way too deep. <laughs> yeah. We just wanted to run a motorcycle bar. <laughs> <laughs> Politics. No. In this hour, Rigel, do you let us know that, like, you know the vampire? Because, like, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. I'm going to give you guys the filler on what happened, by the way. Like, the attack and the fact that we only I only got two bits of information. A werewolf saying that I'm a creature of the worm, which I've heard before and know about. And I think that werewolf worked for Endron and followed me here from America. That's the gist of what I know. And a vampire asked me where Star is before it went bad for the vampire and they had to skedaddle. And that's yeah. the only bit of context I possibly have. I mean, probably would have a quick huddle and I could like show them like frozen in time, just you know there. So I guess we'll interrogate them later once that we have some more room. All right. And should I also like give you the info that, about the time has been on, so you could. Oh, we're ready for that, uh, Rigel. I mean, just about. Okay, let me wrap this up and we'll do it then. That's good. Yeah. Perfect. And Layla wasn't mad or anything. No, no, she oh, was a bit God. floored, but... Oh, thank God. All right, perfect. Perfect. Hey, then. Perfect. About, uh... Right on the dot at an hour, uh, as soon as the call had ended, um, the Baroness of London uh, comes walking in with her coterie of her Seneschal, um, the Bruja, uh Violet Grant, um, Pleasance Thorpe, the... Uh, one of the Toreadors, as well as the Malkavian Primogen and the uh, the Sheriff. Uh, basically, she's got all of her uh, most trusted advisors with her. They are brought to the Gamma Cave, like, 
the actual room, like the actual place out of sadness lives where they have that sarcophagus throne that they sit on and stuff. Um, everyone will be there. Like there'll be like main cult members of Femori spectating. Uh, the anarch vampire will be there. There'll be screens showing the, the attack and stuff on loop constantly with statistics being played out at all times and identities put up and stuff. Like it's, it's, th- th- this is a clearly manicured scenario. Give me just a second, because I, I feel like I should probably roll something for their reaction to this. Also, I have that charm where creatures of darkness get uh, difficulties against me. Oh, they get right. They do. They do I get, get higher difficulties. I get, I get lower difficulties. I meant to say, I. It's easier for me to do stuff to creatures of darkness socially. Well, if you'll be rolling, then I guess that would be something. Yeah, but like if intimidate. If, if uh, do we do we actually want to do social stuff? I just want them to know that they should be just a little bit, you know off yeah i'll do yeah, intimidation I, absolutely all right one second. uh yeah with uh with your lower difficulty and everything just uh let me know what that this what that the total is gonna be uh well the standard difficulty is six so i guess that uh so that means that makes higher. it four. Oh shoot I yeah turn that off seven successes jesus okay um you have curated this in such a way that the vampires who are coming in are uh, very put off by it. Uh, You can see them uh, at one point physically recoiling from some of the things, especially if any of the the footage that Rigel of of Rigel basically going on a uh, completely calm rampage. That's oh, okay. all the footage on loop, all like the 300 plus like stuff we captured. Like it's been slowed down, upscaled, crisped up. We're getting lists of people that it's happened to and stuff. Cause we're using Facebook and stuff to identify people that were in there. Uh, yeah, and like, we didn't clean up, we didn't clean up the bodies or anything either. So like they're walking through the massacre. We put them on a route that they go through the entire Rigel massacre circuitously. And remember it's gore everywhere. The, the only people who don't feel su- who don't look super put off by this are sh- the sheriff and Pleasance, the uh, the Toreador who you talk to on the phone. I'm sure they appreciate that, you know. Present. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, to to let you know, I, if I'm recalling it correctly, uh, the clan that uh, the clan that uh, the sheriff uh, Quint is uh, basically like lose their emotion the more powerful that they get. So, like, he is very hard to... Uh, Clan, to rational atheist. <laughs> yeah. He's very yeah. hard to get a rise out of. And uh, yeah, the other... Mm-hmm. And, and then the other lady has some other here. stuff going on. You lead these people to the sarcophagus room. And do you have... Do you have chairs set up for them? Or do they just stand? First of all, I don't lead them. They are led. And second of all, mm-hmm. No. I have chairs. Whispers is coiled around it like an alligator, and my worshippers and Femori and monster dogs are here. Those actually, those, no, no, yeah. fuck that. There is one animal Femori here on the other side where Whispers is, and it's that white deer I have. Wait, is is he coiled around it like an alligator, or is he literally an alligator right now? He's an alligator right now, and he's coiled around it because he's an alligator. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, the cops uh, like shot a white stag a little while back, so I like took it and Femori'd it. It has like uh like silver flutes for horns that like it also has like a wood chipper maw so when it wood chippers people the blood that it sprays out on the other side of the flute creates angel wings uh-huh. and instead i thought it was fucking awesome it's not fun uh, so it's also like animal flurry because he was doing so much fixing people yeah probably how does that look silver uh okay you know when the demon core went off and it was like blue light like blue radioactive light the real color of radiation is blue it's that Sharenkov kind radiation. of pardon Sharenkov radiation Sharenkov radiation is that what you said Sharenkov, yeah. yeah yeah it's that kind of radiation but it goes silver instead of blue so if you ever watch end of sentences powers work they start blue frequency go to infernal green and then they go to the personal silver as they they use their powers and like pump up like godzilla that's the the color thematics I chose for the character. Okay, so he looks like he's got a. He, it looks like he's got an atomic stove. So they look like they've got an atomic stove going off around their feet. Yeah, uh, becoming an emerald bonfire around them, and then washing silver across the ceiling. Exactly, and it makes the sound. The tattoos are audible. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, it's supposed. I, I specifically like the Godzilla like frequency sound, the sound of it tuning up. Like I love that sound. It's a good sound. It's an excellent foley. Yep. Okay. Which means everybody here, it looks like they're being lit by staring directly into a fucking nuclear reactor. Yup. And we're inside a place of desolation that's a dragon nest that's literally infernal powered, so they're in one too. I remember this whole scene, I look at like that one illustration from the Gehenna book with that guy sitting over the throne of like bodies and so on. Well, I, I had Steph... Oh, Steph, yeah! I actually had Steph, uh, she's going to commission, commission her like, for a picture of End of Status for a while back, and like the standard picture is on the throne with towers of like TVs and screens behind End of Status, all with the Despair 7 symbols staticking and growling with like imagery and iconery everywhere. So that might be in- integrated into this too. Like there might be like big symbols of the nerve symbol everywhere or like the seal symbol, you know, but like angry looking. Oh God. Oh no. Oh, oh fuck. Boy. I just realized we're basically what he, that end of sadness is basically one time travel escapade away from being Caliborn. I don't know what that is, we're but that's awesome. That fucking time travel escapade. That sounds awesome. I hope mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> All right, so that's the scene. It's set. The other vampires come in and look, and there's a quick glance over at the uh, the anarchs who are here already before them. Oh, they have a seat. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the rest, and the Camarilla people don't. No, no, they don't. <laughs> Queen Anne moves to the front and looks end of sadness. Uh, in the eyes as she removes uh, a pair of stylish sunglasses. Uh, She's dressed in, like, a very proper, like, business dress is the best way I can put it. It's got little... It it does have a little bit of, like, uh, tinges of maybe, like, a little bit of, like, Victorian styling on it where that people could kind of, like, fit it in there. Hmm. But, like, it looks like a good mesh of like modern materials but like old style uh old style uh fashion from when that she was uh, be, uh when that she was still a mortal okay that looks great and this is impressed by it like if people can read emotions and stuff like they're not a robot they're impressed by that stuff and she takes off uh her sunglasses and looks to you goes Vampire eyes meeting uh, hexagonal eyes. I did not expect to see you uh, again so soon. I was going on my way here. I was going to ask exactly what had happened, but you've made very clear the transgressions that my those who I unfortunately share blood with in some capacity have done. Is that it? Like, are they done talking? Yes, for now. Okay. I'm just going to move us through the important details real quick before we get to questions and answers. So six days ago, and then End of Status will play the speech from Halloween that was recorded, and it'll play on all the screens where everyone agreed to be cool. And then that speech will end. That happened six days ago. An hour ago, screens again, this happened, and then it'll be, you know, good statistics. How many were there, what their strength was, how many were approximately vampires, people, unknown, that sort of thing. Uh, how quickly Rigel killed them. So it's like, you know, there's vampires and wizards, and if there's 300 people and Rigel did it almost instantaneously, that means it was like one person a second or less. Like, we'll do the math on it, the actual math on the time between Rigel engaging them and the time between them being a mist. Mm-hmm. So this is what happened. So my question is this, obviously you didn't send them. That would be ridiculous. You wouldn't make a mistake like that. So who in your organization is trying to get you killed? If I had to take a very wild guess, I would say that you already have the one, uh, if he's not already dead, because I did see him somewhere in that recording, uh, Mr. Xavier Simpson is the one who's trying to make a play for my throne. Exactly. So I think it's clear that they are traitors and they betrayed both of us. Is that right so far? I believe that that is absolutely right. Okay. So when vampires were stealing my brand, uh, were stealing my brand IP, as Layla once put it, uh, we went in and killed them all and gave them to you as a gift a couple days ago. 
And that was for them just dealing drugs to teenagers in my name. So I've made the unfortunate choice to establish a precedence for retaliation. And then at this point, the bodies will be lowered down in front of them of our cult members. How many of my cult members died, by the way? Give me a number. I'd say, uh, I want to say like five or six. Too many. So yeah, six bodies under sheets will be just levitated down. Oh, is that all? Hmm. It's too many. Uh, the only the only one that, uh, that that really hit off was the initial explosion, because that was basically like the surprise round. Like, how did you know? Why would you ever think that this would happen? Yeah, exactly. So... Okay, I guess that's fair. Also, like, usually in any kind of big disaster, you will get, like, three or four times as many wounded as dead. People exactly. Surprisingly and, hard to kill. And, like, Holden, you're right on the money there, because not only would it cause a lot more wounded, but we have a one-up in that we can we can stop wounded from going terminal very easily here. So that definitely played a factor in keeping casualties down. And plus, Sorry, I'll quit interrupting. Pardon? Uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I'll quit interrupting. <laughs> No, it's a good. No, it's good. That that I like that. That that's a great thing to bring up because I didn't think I was fully thinking of that when you brought it up. Like that's that's a great thing to like bring into the scene. Uh, plus, um, the other thing would be like end of sadness is a paranoid nightmare, so they've been prepping for the day that the that they would come for them. <laughs> they being a big abstract fear. So anyway, so Baroness. You can see the situation I'm now in because clearly you didn't try to make a power play, but. I love my cult, and I promise to always look out for them and to always have their back when no one else in reality would. You know, they're kind of my tribe. I'm kind of their god. We have an obligation to each other. That's why they're here in this room. This involves them as much as it involves us. I completely agree, as it it is our place, at least before your kind showed up, it was always our place to try and shepherd those uh, that, that we fed off of. Okay. To a better way of doing things. Not all not all people follow that same way of thinking, but people build our houses that we hide from the from the sun in, not the vampires. Right. So before we continue, I'm gonna give you the opportunity to suggest a solution. Okay. My solution is this. I will give a citywide announcement. To anyone who wishes to remain loyal to the Camarilla and to upholding this bargain that happened at Halloween's Elysium. Anyone of clans that have participated in this atrocity against our allies, if they wish to continue to participate as members of the London Camarilla, they will bring us staked one of their elders. And then we will pass judgment. Okay. Is that all? Does that seem fair to you? It's a start. Here's what I'm thinking. We go that direction. I might even be... It's going to be clutch if I can let you take care of these people because I think my cult's going to want me to do it. I'll confer with them and see what the people want from that part of it. But I think that's a good start. Here's the conclusion. Some of your people have gone rogue and are trying to rip your society apart. Because at any point now, we could just tear down the secret. The secret can't stay secret. It doesn't really matter to us if the secret's intact. But it doesn't really matter if it doesn't stay intact. We can go either way on it. We've been hiding so far, but we could not. We, by the way, you're going to love this, Baroness. You know the speech your people interrupted? That was the speech where I was telling my people that we were getting ready to go. Not in five years, like in a couple of weeks. Now I'm thinking it's going to be a little sooner. I uh, figured out the problem with the Ark. So had this not happened, your little uh, underking and your little wizard vampire and whoever else was involved in this would have had an entire underground fully stocked and ready to go. I was going to walk them through and give them the territory myself. Lila's blinking in the background at the mention of the Ark being ready. So here's how this is going to go instead. Seen as at the very cusp of everyone getting exactly what they wanted, just like I promised six days ago and five years early, I am going to take over the territory of the people that were involved. I will be in charge of those. I, I remember I have vampires on my organization. Feeding grounds and hunting rights. There's air quotes going on uh, all over. Uh, I'll be on your council as one of your vampire governors or whatever, and I will get both of their votes. 
This gives me an invested interest in your society because I'm listening to you, which will keep your other vampires from making stupid decisions like this again. It keeps you with full access to the free, unlimited wishes I'm handing out and gives you control over who gets them because now it's a council matter. And I get to make sure that there's a consequence for doing this. I really don't have a problem with giving vampires feeding rights. We have a system set up for the vampires in our cult to feed without having to punt people. We have communal feedings and stuff. Like, we were solving this problem for you. We were trying to eliminate there being a big draw of vampires on the city's population. Have you ever checked the CDC stats for anemia or how exponential like like growth goes? You want something like this. And we are gifting that to you to make it easier on your kin. Because it must be so, because I thought I felt bad, because it must be so hard to live the life you live. You so. can see that there's like, she has like grabbed the bridge of her nose with like her, her thumb and pointer finger and is just like trying to take all of this in because this is quite a lot of sudden demands that you're making. Just give me the territory of the people we killed who betrayed you and tried to destroy your entire world uh, over uh, your sewer vampire had a temper tantrum because they didn't get enough of the entire sewer. They don't deserve that territory. They don't deserve to sit on that council with you. They don't deserve to be in charge of people's lives. And they never will because they're gone now. And it took less than half a second. But I imagine 300 less mouths to feed in your city, going by CDC anemia statistics, uh, has just actually opened up a bumper crop of new potential for you and your vampires who are looking to expand. I've talked to your vampires. They talk about how you don't allow them to make sires, uh, make children in like really bad scenarios or really lean times or how certain rights and restrictions are put down. Now you'd have a lot more buffer room for those people. You'd probably become a lot more popular. It'd probably help smooth over the murder. While Layla is pulling uh, Rowan and Rigel to the sidebar at the back of the room, so just give us the guilty, give us the resources, give us the territory and the votes. We'll assimilate and vertically integrate into your little organization, and we'll make things easier for you. Uh, so Queen Anne looks to end of sadness. Few things here. Firstly, one vote. We can't have one. We can't have one person having more power than the others. Counterpoint: One vote for me. One vote for my vampire representative. Riot girl. She looks over to Anner and just goes, uh, and, and I will take, you know, no, no, and nothing. That's it. That's, that's my counterpoint. Give Riot girl my vote. And I'd be more comfortable with that vampire having a vote. She thinks about it a moment and goes, I would really prefer not to deal with, uh, Anarch trash. I would, I would prefer not to have to invade six different hells to get back six, six different worshippers' souls to put into heaven. But that's the job you gave me tonight. Do you know what it's like invading a hell? It's not easy. She's thinking for a moment and just goes, Why is it always the hardest things? I just want to have a quiet unlife. This will be this is your best option for a quiet on life. We're different and we're changing things and we're not interested in disrupting things. You could not have gotten a better deal out of five gods showing up in your town. It wasn't quite an unlife glow, it was a tiger. Give me charisma and leadership? Oh fucking finally. Yes, it's uh, my time. Standard difficulties. Uh, I think that this is a hard sell. Yeah, give me uh, the difficulty. I'm so I'm gonna say this is going to be a difficulty eight base. So six. Perfect. Standard difficulty. I will spend a willpower and roll 18 dice. <laughs> Jesus! 14 successes. As end of sass will rise up telepathically and like, you know, down to all the vampires below, just say, This is the best deal you'll ever get. Join me. We can have our time in the sun together. Metaphorically. What does 14 successes even look like? It looks like 14. I get everything I want. <laughs> 14 successes looks exactly like this. Queen Anne takes her sunglasses and she like crushes them in her hands 
and she looks up at you with like kind of admiration in her eyes. It hasn't been since one of the great wars that I've seen such a great speaker who could talk and rally the troops as well as you have. I will gladly give the Underprince's seat to you, and if you wish, the Tremere seat can go to uh, can go to the Anarchs until the Tremere can prove themselves to be worthy of sitting at our side in court. And by worthy, I do mean new people, the new blood, who are not bound to whatever their whatever their elders' wishes are. Because it seems that our elders have forgot have forgotten what the peace and prosperity looks like. Should the time come that they have proven themselves loyal, would you be willing to either take a new seat that we can make for you or to let them have the seat back? I'm sure that's a conversation we can come when that comes to pass. And I think you can understand that I'll be acting in good faith as then. Noblesse oblige and all that. Of course, of course. Uh, I did want to mention, I did see that there was a uh, a werewolf on the uh, on the screen when that, uh, of what you were showing through here. Mm. How are you handling that situation? Internally. If I may, uh, permission to give some uh, advice when dealing with them? Absolutely. But unfortunately, I have duties I have to attend to with my organization we have to do another time travel mission and time's arrows always moving forward so i believe it's time to pivot to that we can as do soon- those details later as soon as you say that the uh the sheriff uh quint like snaps his fingers and he goes i knew it yeah we just got <laughs> if i seem a little more weary than i was six days ago it's because we recently did a year-long journey in the 1930s to kill some nazis and just got back off the bloodlust, so you can imagine that we're a little. It doesn't, and, he, and they don't finish that sentence. Um, one of the other things that I feel like that you notice, uh, as well as anyone who's there, is that um, Pleasance, the Toreador, uh, is looking at you with the best way I could describe it is uh, like stars in their eyes, like you are the absolute like her new obsession. Good, perfect. That won't come. That that won't have another shoe to fall. Anyway, I'm glad we were able to sort this out. We will take care of those who are in the wrong. Have them sent to us. I'll talk to my cult about it. That's it. Well then, pleasure doing business with you. I'm glad that this didn't come to violence. Aren't we between all? us? Aren't we all? I'll uh, gesture to the. Um, what was her name? Annie. She the anarch. Annie. Anner. Anner? I'll go over to Anner. Yeah. Does she have anything to say as people are filtering out? Wow. Uh, got, me a, got me a seat right uh, where I can do the most damage, huh? Don't waste it. Oh, don't worry. I won't. Uh, I won't always be gonna... here. Don't waste it. Heard. I'll make sure not to waste it. There you go. You have a good one. We got some business to attend to. Drop on by sometime. You're always welcome in the underworld. Will do. And of course, your people have feeding right in our territory, obviously. Don't feed on the cult, though. Unless they offer, which they sometimes do. They might turn out liking you because you were at my right hand during this. And they'll gesture to them, like, in the background, like, fawning a bit over, like, the other three. They Mm -hmm. can get a bit like that. We'll make sure that uh, we don't mess with any of you. Good, good. All right, Anastasia is going to go to the rest of the group. Layla, um, sorry that that took so long, but I hear we're ready to do your thing. So as the other vampires are filing out, Layla has just been sitting at the back of the room on an old barrel, uh, strumming out what and, oh, what probably nobody but Anna would recognize is the uh, the guitar line from Ween's You Fucked Up. Ah. <laughs> uh, Rigel says he's filled you in on the specifics. I mean, he's... I, he has, but I'm. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm kind of uh, still a little polaxed, and also it seems like you know your people here are um, 
Had a pretty rough time. And what's this about you've got a damn arc ready? The arc's done. The death of my cultists, I guess. I don't know. Despair 7 says it happens sometimes, but it's done. So once we're done with your thing, we can leave. I didn't really see a boat down here and up and... It's, an, it's a metaphor. It's, um... I don't want to take up too much time, Layla. I'll show you when we get back. But let's, um... Let's talk about... I don't, let's talk about your thing. Yeah, okay. That didn't sound, like, horribly ominous or nothing. I just... I have a lot going on right now. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be flippant. No, look, this place looks like a damn bomb hit it, or uh, a couple dozen vampires, I suppose this case may be, at the bomb. <laughs> I don't blame right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the cult of status will start, the cult of Typhon will start clearing this place out and now starting to do reconstruction and whatnot. You know, we'll check up on people. They'll get the new Formori parts starting to kick in in about a day, but we'll relocate to wherever Rigel needs us to relocate to. I don't suppose you, your, uh, you know, your magical bullet catching regimen is let you uh, have the ability to see demons, has it? See demons? Um, no, not really. Um, I can see despair seven when it manifests, but I, I don't know about anything that's like not here. Despair, despair seven says that there's like worlds on top of worlds, and if you have the right kind of eyes, and mine aren't the right kind of eyes, you can you can. You can spot them, and I, I can't. I, I, no matter how hard I focus. And those little vampire Ani back there was lying for us. She ought to be absolutely swarming with the damn things, but... Uh, Were they? I don't know. I just... I don't have the eyes for it either, I suppose. Yeah, I, I don't have a way to know. Like, do you think they had stuff with them or something? Or, like, they were possessed or being... Like, were they being controlled, or do you think they were, like, using them as tools? Uh no, it's if you if you break a promise to me, uh, I think what happens is like all hell comes out and fucks with you. Wow. All right. Well, no point taken, Layla. <laughs> point taken. I think that's how the Swirly Letters thing works. If um, just like just a hunch. Fair enough. If um, uh, if someone gets a wish from me and they uh. They fuck around, something else. Something kind of similar happens, I'm pretty sure. I've seen it go on before. It's not pretty. So, you know, all's fair. You should probably know about that. Just two infernals oh. trading tips. <laughs> well, if we're going to... Goddamn, if we're going to do the thing, I guess I should get back to my apartment and find something of hers, so... Do you want a car to take you there? I... Rachel, did I hallucinate the part where you said you were going to make, like, a clone? Yeah, we need to, you know, make a body double of her to swap her before she dies so that, you know, we don't create some right. more paradoxes. Right. And it can't be so, her body because her body is the body we're going to leave behind, right? Yeah, we can't dig up yeah. the grave because that will be already be the copy. So we'll be ourselves by our bootstraps. It's important that we stop. Okay, it's important, Layla. We learned this last time. When you're traveling through time, you can't. You got to be sure you're not trying to teach yourself a lesson. Because time travel will try to wrap things up into a little bow. It's a nightmare. So, are we doing this with like a? Do we have like a mad scientist? Or are we doing this with magic or what? I mean, do we need like hair or toenail clippings or just a photograph? Do uh, probably you know parts of her body would be the best. That's the closest connection. Hairbrush or something. Yeah. And what we have to meet back at your place, Rigel? You have the equipment finished there. Yeah, that's where that whole contraption sits. All right. Well, Layla, if you want, I can send a car to bring you to your place, and we could all meet at Rigel's when we're all done. I could talk to my cult here a bit and ease some things over. Yeah, that's uh, probably for the best. How did we get here so damn fast? I'm trying to remember. Teleportation. Yeah, that well, means her bike is still back at Rigel's place. <laughs> we'll send a car. <laughs> a car without a driver will take you where you need to go while you don't have your bike. I mean, you go up a portal back down. So you could, you know, drive in silence and ruminate on your thoughts. <laughs> Alone. And movie music will be playing. It'll be raining. And then, like, a Hideo Kojima production. And then, like, the people who did the original <laughs> Suicide Squad will have, like, One is the Loneliest Number start playing. Because that movie was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like Shrek. Yeah, it'll be like Shrek later. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest with you, every part of this whole this whole ordeal has been like Shrek, so that makes sense. Now you're a believer. <laughs> so yeah, and Osanis will uh, talk to the cult a bit and just kind of smooth this whole ordeal over with charisma plus leadership. 
I mean, they're your cult, so I feel like that it's very easy yeah. to uh, to smooth it over with charisma plus leadership without even having to roll. Eventually, you'll say the right words. Right? We're good. Perfect. All right. And they should get ready because the arc's ready. So once I'm back, we're leaving. Everybody uh, so, prepare your Kool-Aid for last toast. Yeah, people make that reference a lot. But like, no, just just get your shit together. We're going to get ready to start leaving. We're going to start scheduling deboarding times. So what? Smash cut. We're back at Rigel's. Yeah. Smash cut. Back at Rigel's. <laughs> First time End of Sadness is getting to see the uh, the cloning and time portal machine. This is exactly what I imagined it would look like in my dreams. Hmm, should I drop off the, you know, time frozen things with my parents in case we don't come back so they can deal with the Tremere and Werewolf? Yeah, you know what? If we don't come back for some reason, I'm sure they'd have a lot of fun with those guys. And technically, they're my grand patrons. So, yeah, sure. I guess we just, like, leave a note, put them on the table, and, you know, ring the bell whilst we're, like, going off. If they get loose, though, I'm going to be a bit mad. I, we got to deal with that uh, that werewolf monster. I think it might be my nemesis. Well, things have been going very fast. <laughs> things have been going very fast. Right. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll hang out by the machinery. Mm-hmm. Looking it over. Admiring the work. Look at this. So, uh, oh, shit. No, I'm going to... I'm going to raid Rigel and Rigel's parents' closets or servants' closets for streetwear because we're going back in time, so I need period-appropriate clothing. <laughs> we're going back in time a year. Period-appropriate clothing. You don't know how much fashion's drifted since then. Locked on the way. Right. <laughs> so uh, then Layla got uh, something for the cloning machine then? Yeah, and I found an old... Uh shirt that got on and uh, had some hair on the... I've just brought the shirt. Just brought the shirt. I'm sure that Rigel's machines can find the uh, the appropriate DNA as necessary. Well, um, I mean, it's been clean since then, but there's... I, I'm just hoping the hairs on the... like the around the collar are... Maybe she doesn't find that shirt and there's still blood on it. If CSI uh, can use it against you, it can be used for you. Yeah, That shit doesn't actually work. So yeah, I guess Rigel puts that into this coffee along with some other clothing the copy would be wearing, something like that, so that you know she doesn't just get copied here naked. And yeah, I guess we'll cook while we're on the way there. Okay, well, so well, the uh, oh, do you mean cook while on the way there? Well, it's, it's a process. It takes a you know a little bit to grow. Yeah, but don't we have to take it with us? I mean, yeah. I mean, we're taking the whole contraption with us. So the oh, okay, so we don't need fucking weekend at Bernie's a corpse through Patty's fucking window. That's good. <laughs> no, we're just taking the pod. <laughs> well, if you'd like, I could go by and tie myself a day so that, you know, this thing will cook and it'll be ready for us, you know, today. Time travel. It's so convenient. This is the part where I say again, uh, whatever we whatever we are about to do will probably not make any sense if you have not read the little fiction thing attached to this podcast. Yeah, listeners, Jesus H. Christ, there's like a whole novel written to like introduce you to it's concepts. It's not that in this big. Game. It's not that long. It's really it's it's a very smooth read. Look, it's I like encounter fiction. I encounter people in table that are like, it's a paragraph. That's like a fucking novel for a backstory. So I'm going to call it whatever they want to call it. Be like, you should fucking read it ahead of time. It'll give you all the goddamn backstory you need for a lot of what's going on here. Oh, it's no, a nice five little short story. Several of those pages are two paragraphs, so. Yeah. Well, five pages of backstory time to kill the character. Yeah, Layla dies first because there's fucking five pages of backstory. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> By the time this comes out, that Twitter argument will be lost to time. <laughs> oh, God. Three identical true. ones will have kicked in. Like tears in the rain. Fuck. <laughs> Okay then, so I the machine gets whirring and doing its thing, and uh, the chrono the chrono gate the chrono temple whatever that Rigel calls it I guess starts booting up, making uh, probably some loud noises. There's probably a little bit of popping going. This is uh, this is technically your prototype for it, right? I mean, prototype slash, you know, first implementation, but, you know, it should work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm really the other time machine making noises like that. 
I'm not sure. Uh, we've only been to one other time machine. Uh-oh. It's more than most people can say. The other time machine had a lot more uh, moving parts to it, so it was a little hard to tell. Maybe he'll, may, maybe that old mage only used those moving parts to hide all the whirring and popping that uh, punching a hole through time does. I don't recognize all these symbols on the device, Rigel, but what does copper provided by air Nasir mean? Uh, you know, it's a good luck charm. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, what does that, before we go forward, what does that mean? <laughs> okay, in ancient Babylon, they, they found this tablet, which is like writing in cuneiform, and it says, it's a complaint, it's an actual like store complaint, it's a Yelp review about this prick Aeonisir who sold substandard bronze or whatever, or copper to some guy, and that's like the oldest thing ever that survived. The oldest piece of the literature next to like the Epic of Gilgamesh is a fucking Yelp review. <laughs> that's fantastic it's just insane the idea that like this is covered in like supernal runes and alchemy and stuff and like languages and stuff and so I was like I don't understand all of it but what does this piece of ancient Babylon mean <laughs> it's just it's just great maybe maybe if the time machine continues to work the Yelp review will get better <laughs> five stars didn't explode uh. this time so, uh, Rigel, how exactly does the time machine work? Do you just pick a date and time and go, or does it have to, like, kind of... Does it take a little bit to kind of, like, hone in? I mean, it has a separate charm magic thing for observing a time and play place in the past and different space. So you can find some, you know, empty space to land this time machine, and then you use those coordinates that you've, you know... Uh, the certainty rule of that. Oh, yeah, and for sure. reference, because we're going back in time around norm, the, around the norms. Uh, I got to go in Cognito because I look like a monster. <laughs> you all, you all know what NSS looks like. So NSS is dressed up like the thin white Duke, David Bowie style, with like a suit and gloves and eye concealing glasses. But like the neck and face still have the tattoos. I can't conceal those. Concealer just fries off. Thank you for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not leave a review or tell a friend about us? It helps get the good word out about the work that we put in. If you had any questions, you could send them to us on Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost or email us at A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. The theme song for this game is Rulers of Our Lands by Raphael Crux, used under a Creative Commons license. Other music in this episode was done by Kevin McLeod and Alexander Nakarada. I'll put the full list in the show notes. And for making it this far, go ahead and regain a mode of essence.